0: Uh, welcome to The Extra Pass, uh, presented by Melbourne United. I'm Ben Hopkins, joined by my co-host, Adam Ballinger, former NCAA champion, uh, NBL all-star, NBL, all-NBL, all-NBL player. Um, and we got our first guest right here, head coach of Melbourne United, Dean Vickerman. Dean, thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, the first one. Privilege. Pressure's on.
0: No, we appreciate you coming in. Um, obviously, it's, a, it's been a really busy period, busy off-season. Have, have you managed to take some time for yourself and time to get away and relax with the family?
1: Had a week down in Phillip Island. Um, go-karting, balls. Uh, See the Penguins too? No, no Penguins. No Penguins.
2: Yeah, Once you've seen the Penguins once, it's enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Didn't do the Penguins, but the go-karting track on the Grand Prix track is elite if you get a chance it's to so get fun. down there. Uh, but they put me in the... Um, the double car, the family car, whatever it was, they didn't have enough single cars. And my daughter's flying by me, <laughs> and so they're saying five to seven k's slower the car I was in. But yeah, I just thought I was skilled enough to drive to still be able to <laughs> compete, but I, but I wasn't. No, nah, but I had a great week. The kids got and did surfing lessons, and um, yeah, had a, got some good walks around the island.
0: It was good, good fun. Didn't get on the board yourself?
1: No, I got a body surfed one day, but yeah, no, nah,
0: didn't get on the board i'm i'm useless at surfing
2: yeah i had a body surfing accident once so i explained there i never did it again <laughs> i'm too scared now you can't say that and not elaborate well I, I just got thrown into the head first into the sand and i thought that's probably the end of my career for body surfing
0: yeah but is is there something when you know what are you trying to do off the court are you i know i know you like to get on the golf course but what are you trying to do you know, off the court and away from the office when, you know, everything's getting a bit hectic and you want to maybe get away from it all?
1: Yeah, I've, I've stepped away from golf a little bit. There's, there's some body parts that haven't enjoyed it, especially the back afterwards a little bit. So, um, yeah, me and my mate have got a boat that's down at Safety Beach. And so anytime the, the, the weather's looking all right, and I like to just get down there and spend three or four hours just – with him and throwing a line out and I we think yeah we think we're starting yeah. to get a little bit better at the at the, <laughs> at the game of game of fishing but the last one where we went on resulted in we just really need to get all our mates back together and so we've decided to go up to noosa for a weekend and gather all our mates back together and so the actual process of getting on the boat and fishing has has had some good outcomes
0: balls back home you do
2: much fishing is no. you, are you from? Michigan? I'm from the land of fishing and hunting. Yeah. I did not do any fishing, and <laughs> hunting growing up. Uh, basketball and riding bikes was my my hobbies. Mountain bikes? Nope, like a f- <laughs> like the ones you can pop wheelies on and like try to do tricks. Just the biggest kid Just rolling around. BMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest BMX. Kid. There you go. Biggest
0: yeah. kid rolling around on a BMX bike.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, when came time to get my license, and I was like bummed out. <laughs> I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to have to get a license. Longers? Uh, no, I it hand me down from the local from uh, Jason Murray, one of the cooler kids in the. I'll just put mongoose stickers on (laughs) mine. Well,
0: it's been a pretty hectic off-season, obviously. A lot of roster turnover, you know, a lot of guys coming back um, from stints overseas, stints in the NBA. Um, It's it's been probably the longest off-season we've had in a while. What's it been like for you just, you know, having all this time and, and trying to put this team together?
1: Yeah, having that extra time through the finals, which we're uncomfortable with but when you're actually recruiting it's a it's actually pretty nice to be able to put a team together to have that much time so um yeah active in free agency with the the signings that we had there um you know Krebs and um Travis were, were pretty big signings in in free agency and sought after guys um and now you know we we've kind of Delhi obviously was NBA. Um, wait till that season finished and see what happened there for with Sacramento. And so to have him locked in as well now. And um, yeah, now there's just these these other pieces that we've still got to close out our roster with a couple of uh, the, the backup center in the development space or nominated replacement and the import guard. And, and we're pretty much full. So. Yeah, hopefully I will get a couple more fishes in before the before we get around to preseason again.
2: Just when it comes to imports, um, like I know there's a ton of work that goes into video and all the stuff, and you know you're talking to people who've coached them before and all the 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 research. But how, like, it, I always felt like you never knew who you're going to get until they showed up. Yeah. Even with all the work that goes in, how kind of nerve wracking is it once they finally get here and you see them on the court?
1: Yeah, the, our interview technique, I think, has got better and how we, um, you know, the, the Zoom world yeah. of COVID, yeah, yeah. I feel like with the conversations that we've had of continuing to get better, we get better at the questions that we want to ask and um, having, you know, different people in the room that it can be a little spontaneous, it can go somewhere and we can just pick up on something and, and talk about something else. And um, so I felt they've been pretty real, the conversations mm. That we've had, and get a sense of people, and obviously you've spoken to coaches or ex-coaches or agents or whoever's been around them before, and um, you know you're trying to validate some of the things that they've said to you, or you're trying to challenge some of the things that they said to you, and um, but yeah, so hopefully we have a much better idea <laughs> once they they get here about the type of person that we're getting, and and. An improvement area from last year we probably didn't you know we knew about Tuck's enthusiasm and we knew we knew some different things but we want to know more than we did last year about the, the guys coming in
2: yeah it seems no matter what the process is there's always i mean even nfl nba they're all you know, all the research that goes into those draft picks sometimes it doesn't work out
0: even with all the information you have in front of you yeah well i can't wait to talk a bit about this team that we're putting together a bit more i know we've touched on it but first we're going to go into a short break. Then after that, I can't wait to break this down and break it, break down a little bit more about your coaching career. So uh, we'll talk a bit about that after the break. Sounds good. If you want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio, and articles about your favorite team. It's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back here on the extra pass with. Uh, ben Hopkins, Adam Ballinger, and joined here by head coach of Melbourne United, Dean Vickerman. Um, Dino, I, I want to talk a bit about your coaching career. And obviously, you, you had a playing career, and and then you transitioned from playing in, into you know coaching all around the world. Eventually, can can you talk to me a bit about when you were a player? Was it popping in your head throughout the career, like oh, this is what I want to do afterwards, or what was that process like shifting from playing to coaching?
1: Oh, it was pretty easy for me, you know. I was a very fringe NBL player, Um, was more successful on the state teams, and um, once I got to the NBL level and didn't quite get the opportunity that I was hopeful of and and maybe could have gone to some other teams and got some better opportunity, but yeah, I think there was always um, a path for me that coaching um, with my parents and, and, and what my dad did as a football coach and a basketball coach and... Um, yeah even the way I I thought I analysed games as a player sitting there watching it, it was it was always with a with the coach lens on so yeah pretty pretty natural progression for me.
0: Was that something that was as a player you know obviously you know you're a young guy you're trying to make you know make your way in the league trying to make your way as a professional but as a player was it in your mind like oh actually yeah I reckon I could coach or is that something that when you thought oh maybe my playing days are looking towards being over that's something i look to shift towards
1: yeah i think you know i was always a coach you know, like all through my playing you know, my dad started a basketball club um, i'm 10 years old i'm coaching the under eights you know i was always coaching kids wherever you know i played at there was a, it was a it was a ways to continue to make extra money as a pro working all the basketball camps and doing all those things and really enjoyed it you know i was just always always thought that the 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 fun that you bring out of camp and seeing kids get better and the competitiveness and all those things. It was, it was just something I always thought I was going to end up coaching.
0: Balls, is that something that you know, you've know you seen that from your teammates or, or even yourself when you know maybe your playing days were coming to an end? It's always interesting because you only get to play for a set amount of years. So is that something that ever popped into your head or you could see on guys who were on your team like, oh, yeah, you can see that they're looking to make this transition?
2: Yeah, certainly. I think there's... Yeah, there's guys who play who you just know are going to be coaches. They're kind of coaches on the court and there's other guys who have had a long career and that really don't have a much other options after basketball other than to get into basketball and then so they get in in any way they kind of can and then they realize, you know, they do like the coaching side of it and stick with it and try to move up those ranks.
0: But yeah, you can you can see the guys on the court usually who would be a good coach. Is it? I know I've heard a lot like point guards make the best coaches. Is there is there any any truth to that? Or you see any big men that are just like well they're going to be the best coach ever?
1: At five eleven, I, I always thought that I could just go further in coaching than I, they I could in the game. You know, you you, you got to be exceptional at five eleven to make an Olympic team or to do something like that. To be a crazy shooter, be a, the quickest by guy by four by far and. Defensive rat that just changes the game and do all those things, and that's what I, I tried to be. But it did, you know, it got me to the NBL level, but it was, you know, to didn't get me on the international stage. Or so yeah, I always just thought that the the goal of trying to reach the pinnacle of basketball you know, for me was going to be uh, better served as as a coach.
0: Mm. Well, you talk about you know those guys that play with that crazy energy. We've obviously got one of those locked back in for this season. Delhi coming back. Um, how exciting is that for you? Uh, obviously, having coached him the one year and having that relationship and, and seeing what he's able to do with sacramento and now having him back here locked in for you know, hopefully the next two years
1: yeah and then the first thought is that he's going to be better you know and we got him at a point where you know he was still mending his body and he still hadn't you know he hadn't played for a little bit when he'd gone through a period of concussions and um you know we're just going to get a better version of Delhi this time around and Even talking to him saying, you know, I'm guarding Fox in practice. I feel like I'm locking up one of the best, you know, defending well against one of the best scorers in the league. Um, You know, my body's in great shape. I I think he's just going to join us. At a much different level than he joined us last time, and you know, I think you had a stat right. You know, after round seven, the most made threes at the highest percentage in the league. But you know, he he didn't start that great last time, and when we saw once he got going, what he was capable of, and that sent him back to the NBA. So this time, yeah, we get a guy that's still got the super hunger, still going to scrap and dive on the floor and do all you know those things defensively. But you know, I think we probably get an even more rounded offensive player this
2: time around. He'd be a great example of a coach on the court, right? I mean, it seems to me from his playing, like, how smart he is and he kind of knows all the positions everyone's supposed to be in at all times and probably will get into coaching, I would expect, after. I don't know. I
1: don't (laughs) know. You know, it's – you know, and you you kind of feel like the Barlow one was – you know, you always felt like the way that he coached in practice, that that would be a a great role for him. And, um, you know, probably coaching Reese Carter – you yep. know, I wasn't sure, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What, which path he would <laughs> yeah. take because, you know, uh, what do you was he had ten one year contracts in there. Yeah, I He with, bounced around I every. Was with, he was doing all the and one moves. He was like yeah. the street ball
2: kid. <laughs>
1: but yeah and, you know on our team you're always kind of you're always kind of asking questions of our staff to say oh who do you reckon on our team might be a coach mm. and you know we talk about CG you could you know what do you would do you want to go that route at some point or you know is it media or you know I think some guys have got some pretty good options right now on our roster that could, could go either way in, in
0: different areas we just touched on CG and I actually want to go through a couple of mailbag questions that we got from some of the fans one of the ones we got from Haley is one for you is, when CG shoots a three, is there ever a moment where you think it's not going in?
1: As a coach, I will always think it's not going in, you know. But, like, um, I know when, you know when he shoots a basketball, it's got a high percentage, but my job is not to to you know, be the cheerleader, my job is always to try and be a, a step ahead. So I'm like, are we crashing the offensive boards? Have we got defensive coverage? You know, so I'm I'm seeing that picture and if it goes through, so like what's our disruption, what's the, the next thing and, and there's moments in there that you get to celebrate and cheer and, and and certainly there's moments where you see something come off someone's fingers and you're like, Oh that's that's down. But I've got to try and think differently and and make sure I'm I'm a step ahead
0: of the game. It's so interesting because as a supporter, it's sometimes you just have those guys. Like I remember whenever I saw Barlow, take like if his feet were set, I was like, oh, it's just going in. And I feel, I feel that way as a supporter, you know, about CG. I'm just like, oh, it doesn't matter if he's just sprinted around for twenty seconds, running off. A, Hundred screens when he catches it, I just think. But it's so interesting to. What did you use balls as the example then? That's right. Why well, I never got to watch. It. Well, yeah. when we're when we're playing in the when we're playing in the Melbourne United staff versus there, Cedar <laughs> Kids games. I oh, usually a few years on. I now. usually I usually think they're going in. No, but well, that's a that is a
2: great point to think like as a coach. You know what, what you're thinking of as a coach when the ball goes up. You're not thinking if the ball goes in. You're just thinking next play next. Just play. always assuming the the possibilities. As a fan, you're a little bit more relaxed and having fun and. But he is a guy that when he catches the ball, you know, the crowd stands up because everyone has a chance of going in. Mm-hmm. What about you as a shooter, Bulls? When
1: you, when you release that thing, you'd like. You, no, yeah, you, yeah you, you, you knew which one was going. You to. don't
2: always know, but you know the feel of it. And if it felt good, um, I always thought if I shot it the right way and it felt good, I wasn't too mad if it missed, but I was always mad if I didn't shoot it the right way or hurried it, you know, it took, it took a bad shot. But um, yeah, sometimes, especially you get in those zones where it's it just. That's, that was the reason you play, and those are the things you miss the most. I mean. Well, you were on the court with C.G. for the 50-point game. I mean,
0: wh- yeah, what, was, I, I, what was that I, like? I got him
2: though. I was setting all the screens. <laughs> I think I was the first one to say, get 50. I think
0: <laughs> So I, I
2: take a little bit of credit in that. But uh, it was one of those games. You know, he's had a bunch of them, and he just, as the game was going on, he just, he just wasn't missing. He had the, kind of the eye of the tiger, you know, that you can see the guys get sometimes. And it was against Shane Heal. I think he was the coach. He was a coach. He wasn't a player coach, for then he was. He was a coach, and he was always talking. to Chris, he was always, always talking and like getting him going. Like you know, you think you should shut up because uh, it just got him more <laughs> fired up. But uh, I, I, I claim that I was the first one to say get fifty, and then he did. That was a special game. Ten,
1: 10 screen assists.
2: Yeah. I, oh, at least at least three or four. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hockey assists, the pass that <laughs> make the next pass. The extra pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the extra oh, pass. Oh, there you go. There you go. Or is there, you know, as a coach and as a player, were there, were there guys, you just talk about Shane Hill getting in Chris's ear and probably to the detriment of, of his guys, is, is who's the player that comes to your mind like, oh, I don't want anyone from the other, well, I probably do want someone from the other team talking to them because that will just get them going.
1: I've kind of got one sitting in the back of my mind right now. I'm trying to think. You mean
2: is, a, a, a carton would be one, I would say. I you mean re- on our own team? Or or so either someone you played with or, or someone that's in the oh, league. Oh.
1: Yeah, Cotton was Cotton's one. You He's rarely you off know. though. He's don't rarely to, having a bad game. To you don't to want to, you don't want to poke the bear. Yeah, <laughs> poke that bear. Nah. Um, I and mean, you know, there's guys that like Copes even. Like when oh. people started yeah. chatting to him, yeah, he, exactly. he just he just got better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Shane Hill, you know, yeah. you go go poke that bear, and he could go for yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. for forty as well. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of guys in our league that I thought enjoyed that confrontation and took him to another level.
0: And you see it, I mean, you see it a lot of times in the NBA. Like, there's a lot of trash talking, a lot of guys getting real fired up. Um, I had another mailbag question here from Mark. And for you, Dino, who is a player in the NBA that you would just most love to coach? It do- doesn't matter if it's a role player, it's a star. Is there a guy who's just like, I want, I wish I could just coach this guy and run my offense around this guy?
1: Oh, run my offense? Or you do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was I thinking of? Um, Milwaukee, guard.
0: True Holiday, true holiday, love him. Just defense, hustle, he does everything though, right? Mm. Scores, and
1: but and, and then there's emotion on his face that it doesn't seem to matter too much whether he's making shots, mission shots, or um, he just seems like this soldier that's just going to go out there and compete and you know, take big shots, make them, miss them, he, he can live with it. And um, but yeah. He's going to do whatever. He's just going to make plays. I'd love to have him on my team. I'd love to coach him.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a, it's almost like a super level of what Delhi brings. It's just a guy who's just like always a hundred percent every possession, and it doesn't matter if the shot's going in or not. He's just always on.
1: Yeah, and get, don't get me wrong. I love seeing emotion in players, but I think one of the, one of the arts of coaching that we continue to talk about in all sports right now is, is how quickly can you get back to the present so whether you're celebrating or you're pissed off with something or whatever how, but how quickly can you get back to your your best i mean he kind of seems like he just stays in that area a whole lot and um and you know what you're going to get you know you're going to get a real consistency with him
0: well, we're going to take one more break and we're going to come back with a, a final segment and then close it out. And this segment's going to be Fast Five with Balls. Five questions from Balls to you, Dino, and, and see, if you can, uh, see if you can answer them. So we'll be back right after this break. Melbourne United memberships are on sale now. Lock in your seat for the most exciting show in Australian sport and guarantee you're there for every highlight across next season. To find out more, go to membership.melbourneutd.com.au. And we're back here on the Extra Pass of Melbourne United podcast. Um, we're gonna move into a segment all by you, balls. You ready? This is a fast five with balls. Been waiting for
2: this the whole time. Now we're on to the uh, the fun stuff. Yeah, they're hard hitting. So I hope you're ready. And but there's no there's no time limit. I know it's fast five, but you can take as much time as you want. Yeah. All right. You ready? Question number one. First CD you purchased. Can you remember that? Of a certain age, first or last, or maybe any. I remember Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown's CD. That's a yeah. great CD. I remember his greatest hits. You, <laughs> you probably had his first, one of his first ones. Uh, poster you had in your wall as a kid. I was all Jordan. Uh, all Jordan posters? All Jordan. A bunch of them?
1: Larry came in first, and then Jordan yeah. pushed him over. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think knocked him out. Jordan posters.
1: Uh, first pair. No, your favorite pair of
2: basketball shoes.
1: I had the Jordan ones. Probably the most memorable one to say. I'd ordered them from... Bob French sports in Dandenong oh, yeah. and um, waiting yeah. on them for a couple of weeks yeah. and then yep, they arrived and picking them up and putting them on and wearing a Rangers uniform in green and gold with the putting on the black and yeah. and red and white shoe <laughs> it didn't quite work but you know I love I love that pair of shoes did they try and find
2: you like they did Jordan for wearing those that color of shoes no nah, no they no, didn't no fines no, no fines no rules no
0: too much respect for the shoe game
2: yeah I thought you might say uh, Reebok pumps. Aren't you a pump uh, guy? No, never. No, really? no I had the
1: um, kangaroo skin pumas. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah, I never, yeah. I never went to the
2: pumps. Kangaroo skin pumas. Wow. Um, okay, who would win in a fight? Prime Pero Cameron or a bear? Oh, Pero. Pero, yeah, strongest guy I've ever played. Strongest in. guy. Naturally strong. We played
1: national team in Greece. Pero decides to get a little frisky and and start up in the um, recovery session, pull rugby. Oh. And we were just to, trying to tackle Pero. <laughs> drown, drown, <laughs> <laughs> drown people. He was just super crazy strong. And so, yeah, we'll see if Flynn. We'll see if Flynn. His yeah, son's he's got gonna, a little bit yeah, of yeah. Cameron strength.
2: I respect he does. Yeah.
1: All right, favorite movie and, and
2: favorite TV show? Um,
1: I love Good Will Hunting. Yeah. yeah. And what was the second one? T V show, you got a favorite T V show you go back to over and over. Um, right now I'm you know, I am um, Ted Lasso is, is my favorite That's at the a moment. coach's answer. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a coach's answer. Yeah. So no, nah, it's, it's it's humorous, but it's it's got some good little yeah. teamy culture things in that I, I kinda like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. Awesome. Yeah, I wanna I wanna go back to, you know, poster on your wall and, and even it seems all Jordan when you go to posters on the wall and then the shoes. Was that something I guess when you were coming up, we, obviously the shoe game is like shoe culture is just enormous now. You see it from our guys on the team, but back then was it was it similar? Like, oh, who's got the who's got the coolest new Jordans, or or who's yeah. who can even get the Jordans out here and stuff like that?
1: I don't think I ever got to the. You know, I remember seeing the posters of the Bird um, weapons, the weapons, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I never I never seemed to want to get a pair of those. I don't know if they just didn't.
2: Yeah, they weren't as cool as the Jordans. That's for they sure. They weren't as cool they as the Jordans. As cool. But I
1: liked them. I liked yeah, the poster. And I liked yeah. the. Um, but yeah, once the Jordans came in, and then I was on. I was on a path. Then I was like, I was
0: all Jordan all the way tapping the
1: new ones. You know, every time they came out. And so I think I went through one through five or six before I started changing, changing
0: to different shoes. And they're, they're the all-time favorite. The ones the all-time favorite.
1: Ah, uh, the threes were the one once they went to a. Um, kind of a it was kind of a midi you know and and it took a little bit of the it was more of the white shoe and it was it was it had a little bit less going on so i felt like whatever uniform you wear you could wear the the three with
0: who's the guy on the team that i guess you're just always they're always coming in with different shoes and you're just like man i know professional athletes get paid a lot but that's a lot of money on shoes
1: I don't know if they're getting them for free or <laughs> what's going on with their, everyone's <laughs> shoe game, but I think D sav had a few the last last year. I thought his shoe game was pretty good. Um, Chris has always
0: got yeah, the Nikes. Are Chris. Cra- got Chris has always got crazy Nikes. Yeah,
1: yeah but he doesn't. He doesn't go super crazy ones. Like he's he leaves his color palette pretty, you know, mild as, yeah,
2: as well. Yeah,
0: understated. I know he used to be a bigger. He used to be a big shoe guy for sure. Even Bar- Barlow came through. Always comes through with like nice Jordans. And yeah. like old Jordans, like he's not he's not always going with like the brand, like the Jordan 33s. He's come like mid teen Jordans. If you got a big feet out here in Australia, you, you can't. There's not much <laughs> to
2: choose from. Jordans and Air Force Ones are about your only choices. Tuck Tuck tried a bunch of different shoes last year. He was a Puma guy. He kept giving his shoes away. Yeah, and he paid. He was paying for them. Was he? he yeah, he was paying for his <laughs> shoes. And he just any kid that asked me, he's like, yeah, you have my. Hey, he was a Puma guy. Yeah, I think he even wore X's around for a while.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah I huh? think sorry so, yeah. we yeah. even tried the straightness yeah, for a you little
0: did. bit yeah. <laughs> well, you're not giving any of your shoes away balls
2: no i uh i don't get sponsorships so i gotta pay for my shoes and like i said no one else can wear them it's like 17 it's not easy to give those away
0: <laughs> that's crazy well dino it's been great having you on um you know it's been awesome to talk about this we're we're both super excited for the rest of this preseason and and to really get started into the, into the regular season I, I can't wait Dino thanks so much for, for coming on and, and being a guest
1: appreciate it love being first but yeah, we still didn't talk about balls in our championship in New Zealand and, and that's right we that m- Want another out? episode we'll, well, probably, yeah, we'll gonna really have try to be, and get uh, that we're, we're going to have to go part two then <laughs> <gonna have> to <laughs> yeah, part two. Yeah, we didn't get I, talking I, about Mornington either Mornington <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I
0: won't even come in for that one I'll just press the button <laughs> and I'll <laughs> leave and you guys can just you guys can just toss we can go as long as you want on that one thanks guys thanks a lot Dino